0: we What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan thanks for tuning and god bless no we love our kids that's the next generation folks that's generation z that's walking out the door right now the most pro-life generation we've seen in recent history let's just say it like that i thought that was amazing We got to be fighting for the unborn. That is the, I think, one of the greatest, I'll say one of, because there's a lot, problems God has with this right now. The mess that's going on. Not the church, because the true church is rising up against it. We're seeing it happen. There's no denying facts, there's no divine denying truth that the real church is rising up. God and it's just like I said this a few weeks ago, the prophets just said it at this conference they just had on July 4th, God right now is separating the wheat from the, the, what's the word, tariffs? Yep, or the chaff. Either way, the weeds, whatever you want to say, and he's doing it in the church. Those that are on board with what God's doing are going to reach the next level. Those that aren't, are going to fall flat on their face and then regret what they didn't fight for. We're seeing it happen. Don't tell me it's not happening. Don't let mainstream media lie to you and tell you it's not happening. It is happening right now. God is raising up an army of believers. This means war. Spiritual weapon. I'm not talking about like Battle. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. This means war. War has been declared on the enemy, and you better believe he's going to try to fight back. It's not going to do him any good because God wins. Amen. If you haven't read the back of the book, spoiler alert, God wins. But I believe he's getting ready to win recently. What's the matter? Okay. When I was sitting down and listening to the worship and I walked out the door, God told me to tell you guys to keep an eye on him because he's going to be moving. Out of the mouths of babes, huh? He's already moving. But you're getting ready to see him move more. Oh, man, this is an exciting time to live in. If you aren't excited, you're missing it because God is up to so much right now it's crazy what's happening in the real world not the fake world the real world not the fake news the real news what God is really up to and I just heard I think it was Dutch Sheets saying he knows of at least three people personally that have been raised from the dead recently two of which I think he said the death certificate had already been signed don't tell me God's not up to big things What was it? Kent Christmas was just talking about he's had people at every service getting healed of cancer. Every service hasn't stopped. Why do you say these things? Because you got to be encouraged, church. God is doing big things right now. We told you a while back about 21 deaf ears opened in South Africa all at the same time as soon as the prophet prayed. This is the stuff God's been doing. I know they've been lying to you and telling you a whole bunch of garbage that you don't need to hear. If you're still listening, I've already told you, turn it off. But you're not listening, well, go ahead and do your thing. But I'm telling you, God is moving right now. And if we don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, we're going to miss it. And those of us who are awake, not woke, awake, are already seeing it. Come on. Big announcement today. I'm not going to talk about it on here because I know it would get me censored at the moment. That's getting ready to change. But big announcement today happened. War has been declared on this censorship that has been attacking our First Amendment right. It will change. God's already spoke it. It's going to happen. There is coming a day When the enemy will have his reign, but it's not yet. We're not there yet. The greatest revival in history is just getting started right now. Greatest revival we've ever seen. Miracles, signs, wonders. God changing people's life. Delivering people from addictions of different types. Healing miracles. We just talked about being raised from the dead. These are all things we saw in the book of Acts that we've been told our whole lives, oh, God doesn't do that anymore. But guess what? He's doing it. There's no denying a fact when you've seen it. See, if the enemy wanted to trip you up, he should have caught you before you saw what God could do. If the enemy wanted to stop me, he should have got me before I saw what God has done. Now that I've seen it, there's no going back. Wow, this wasn't where I was going tonight. Here we go. I just want to talk to you, because there is a video, but we didn't play it for sake of time, because I want to allow prayer time tonight. So I'm going to be short. Look, I'm just getting started. I said 10 minutes, right? So I'm just getting started. But uh, I'm starting a series, and we'll get into, really, part one next week, but we're going to call this part one, and we're going to talk about the vision God had given me years ago. But I'm going to be brief, because like I said, I want to allow God to move he's here tonight there's going to be people people get delivered tonight if you're not here well you need to get to church that's where it's happening so I want to be short I want to be brief I want to go to a scripture real quick out of the book of Habakkuk and we're going to be in chapter 2 and we're going to read verses 2 and 3 in just a minute. I want, to, I want to come back to it, but I want you to go ahead and get your fingers there, especially if you're using a physical Bible. If you're watching online, it'll be on the screen. If you want to use the screen, it's back here. Uh, we're going to be reading out of the New King James because that's the translation. At least the King James may have been the New King James. I first heard this scripture, and it speaks more this way. So that's where we're going to be hanging out. But real quick, I wanted to give a brief, I'm going to try to be brief, testimony and I realized I was talking to Ed earlier, I'm like, "You know what, I don't think I've ever given my testimony before a church in a long time, anyway. I may have given it a little bit pieces and revivals and things I preached in the past, but uh, so I wanted to briefly, because what it's doing, basically, is it's setting up the vision God eventually gave to me. I was born again, saved, at youth encounter, Springfield, Illinois. I believe it was December 30th, 1993. I was getting ready to turn 13. For those of you who need to, I think that was right. I think I was around that age. But uh, I had to think about it. I was born in 81, so 12 maybe, getting ready to turn 12, 13. No, because it would have been 94. So I was getting ready to turn 13. And I had approached the front of the church before, right? At 11 years old, I went to the front. I said a prayer with my cousin at the time, and if she's listening ever, she'll know because we did it together both times. It was crazy. But the first time I'm like, well, my cousin's going, I guess I'm going to go, right? 11 years old, go forward, go through everything, get baptized, join the church I was in at the time. And uh, two years later, I'm sitting at Youth Encounter in Springfield, Illinois, And the spirit begins tugging on my heart. Uh, The speaker, some of you may know him or remember him if you're looking and you're been in my youth group, was Ken Freeman. If you've never heard of Ken Freeman, awesome testimony. He's got a book called Rescued by the Cross, and he talks about the great details of his testimony, which we won't go into tonight. But uh, if you can find it, I think KenFreeman.com is still up, and you can get it there. Talk about a man who should have failed in society. He'd been through it all. Kind of reminds me of Lisa Lambert we had on Unified here a while back. He he dealt with all of it. Alcoholic, different things. I I don't want to go into it because I don't remember all of it for one. But anyway, he gave an altar call. And I remember sitting next to that same cousin. uh, Aaron, if you're watching, that's you. Um, We were sitting there. And he said, if you just prayed that prayer, because we prayed a prayer, the salvation prayer. He said, if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it from the bottom of your heart, I want you to get out of your seat and walk. Because this was a big arena, right? Walk down the aisles, and we've got a group of people here that just want to talk to you. And I remember looking at her, and she looked at me. Well, because we thought, you know, we've already went through the motions of this, right? But it wasn't real until that night. And so, we, well, I guess we should go forward. So we went. Talk to a lady or man. I don't even remember. It's been so long. Guess what happened? We got baptized again, <laughs> for real this time. Amen. And so fast forward because I'm not going to hit on everything. I'm, I'm not going to have time if I'm going to do this quick. The uh, fast forward to the year '99, G- year I graduated. I was 17 years old, so it may have been '98. It was my senior year. I remember that. And I remember driving in my truck uh, down the road. I had a 68 Chevy pickup at the time. It got me places. We were supposed to fix it up. Never happened. It ended up, I think the engine blew up or something after a while, but it was just leaking oil bad and stuff. But uh, I remember driving in my truck at 17 years old and telling God, screw being saved, I want to have fun. I didn't walk away from salvation. But I wanted to drop all this stuff and have some fun, right? What the world calls fun. And I really believe there's going to be some eyes opened real soon that are going to regret how easily they were manipulated into believing the lies the enemy has been telling us for years. It's coming. Get ready. You may be one of them gets delivered. I'd love to know about it. The next year after that, best way I knew to put hell on earth in my mind, right? So I'm still saved. I honestly believe I didn't lose the salvation. I just walked away for a bit. We call them backslidden Christians, right? And had a mouth Now, I didn't get into the drinking and stuff. I never liked it. I never smoked because I didn't see the point. I didn't see. So there was a lot of things I didn't get into that God protected me from. But I had a mouth. And I like to start trouble, right? Anybody ever been there? Maybe I'm the only one. It's cool. So 18, the following year, I believe it was probably... January or February of 2000, if I'm not mistaken, God called me out. And here's how it happened. I'm just giving you testimony because remember what he just said. We all need to be walking in our calling. I believe this is all falling together tonight. We got to be walking in our calling. So here's what happened to me. I was sitting in a philosophy and ethics class. The teacher was an atheist. And we took a test. And I guess God likes using those devastating moments. I don't know if it was devastating. Maybe that's the wrong word. But those moments when we're like, that he likes using those moments to speak. Because here's what happened to me. We took a test. And I remember, and to this day, and I've said it before on some, maybe on Let's Talk. I don't know where I've said it. But I remember filling out the test. She wanted the logical reason. I gave her the godly reason. Seven or 18, I guess 17, 18 years old. I don't know to this day if I was just trying to be a smart aleck or if I was literally trying to open her eyes with this test because I didn't believe half the garbage they taught in that class. So I did it, answered the godly reason on every question. Well. She gave me a little bit of credit. Get the test back. Here's what happened. I got the test back six out of 100. So six points of the whole test, I guess she liked, right? But here was the thought. It wasn't God. It wasn't church. It wasn't anything like that. The only thing that was on my mind at this point was, what am I going to tell my dad? I grew up in an age where we got whoopings. (laughs) I think we should still use that in some cases. But uh, anyway, we, we lived. Because he was, I had a half scholarship with music. So, but he was helping pay the rest. I'm like, what am I going to tell my dad? And then I heard it. Trenton. Just like this. I'm looking around, trying to see who's talking to me. I'm looking at the people behind me who are taking their test. They're all looking at their test, happy with their grades, of course. And like, huh. Best way I know to describe it is in the book of Samuel, prophet Samuel. If you remember in Samuel, Hannah prayed for a child. She got a child. She committed the child to God. Samuel was a young boy, and he was in the temple, and he heard his name. And he went to check, I think it was Eli was the priest at the time, and asked him if he'd called him. Happened three times on the third time, second time. Well, the second time, Eli said, he kind of knew what was up. You hear it again, here's what you say. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Some Christians need to learn how to do that in your prayer time. The third time happened, Samuel replied and God spoke. It only happened twice for me, right? Heard it the first time, looked around. Then I went back to looking at my test. Then I heard it again. Trenton. At this time, I knew who was talking. And I, <laughs> I was bawling, guys. I was just bawling, right? Because, okay, the manly men, if it ever really happens to you, you can't hold it back. When you're talking to the man upstairs, God, the Father, I just cried. I knew who was talking. But I remember his exact words to this day. He said, Trenton, what are you doing here? I expect to see you in a Christian college next fall learning to be a preacher. And all I could say was, yes, sir. Because what else do you tell the father, God, when he speaks? I said, yes, sir. And I cried. They probably thought I was crying about the test. It wasn't the test at this point. I was crying because the God of the universe had just called me out of my mess. He said, I know you thought you wanted to have fun. Now, I'm adding this, but this is the sense I get from this. I'm not saying he spoke this. I know you thought you wanted to have fun. Well, I let you have a time and you don't look too happy. Here's what I got for you. Are you going to walk in it? He called me out. I said, yes, sir. Didn't go to any more classes that day. Drove away, went to a friend's house, told him about what had happened. And at that point, God called me to be a preacher. Well, here's what happened. As time progressed, right, probably shortly after that, I was like, because I remember 13 years old. It took forever. My uncle finally convinced me to get the guitar because I was taking lessons at that time and play the song Amazing Grace in front of the church. 13, right? It took some convincing because I don't like getting in front of people. You wouldn't believe that. A lot of people are looking at me, what? Nope, it's real. I don't like it. And finally convinced me to do it and I remember singing and say, okay, God, I'll sing but I will never preach. I remember telling God this, at least in my mind, right? He called me out to preach. Well, guess what I had to say next? Okay, God, I'll preach evangelist style, but I will never be a pastor. (laughs) For those of you who haven't caught it, I'm doing both. Because in 2012, we'll jump way ahead now. Because there was some years, there was some space, but I don't have time to get into it because I wanted to be brief and I'm already probably going too long. 2012 at this point i'm helping pastor a church i'm associate pastor at a church that was locally here in jackson i won't get to names or anything and i've constantly they have like people coming in evangelists coming in speaking and they would pray over me and they would talk to me and they would do this here's what they would do and it drove me nuts i'm gonna say they would they would pray over me lay hands and then they would step back whoa i'm like whoa okay what they're like but not yet what's that supposed to mean you know I'm thinking I'm already pastoring I didn't want to do that and I'm already doing that and I don't understand it but people are constantly telling me I could see you being a pastor I'm like no you can't you can't see me being a pastor that's not on me and (laughs) 2012 February I remember it I don't remember the exact date I was at work This is where it ties into the journey that we're going to be talking about over the next few, four weeks after this one. I'm sitting in the break room by myself and just suddenly start drawing. I'm a terrible artist, but I start drawing. And I draw, and as I'm eating, I'm just drawing. I'm not paying attention, I'm just doodling, right? And I step back a minute when the drawing was done. It looks kind of like a church. At this point, I've had so many people tell me I could see you being a pastor that I'm like, (laughs) okay. I'm rejecting all that, right? Because I just want to, I'll preach. That's fine. I don't want to deal with people. My thought was, I will preach. I heard one evangelist say years ago, preach the hell out of them, preach Jesus back in them, then I'll leave. I don't have to deal with the backlash, right? That was my thought. But see, because when you see, when you're a pastor, you're dealing with the people, the same people. Ed could testify. Gene could testify. Stapleton's in there (laughs) now. Any pastor that's listening could probably testify. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to preach and have the freedom to speak what God told me to speak. Leave, because I grew up in traditional church. Traditional church that was so set in its ways, you better not change it. And they're not interested in any of that. Matter of fact, I grew up in a church where kids would come back like me from Youth Encounter, and we had something called Wild Week, and they'd be so on fire for God, we had a fire department. There was always somebody, when the youth were talking about the things God had done, that was right there ready to spew water on them and put their fire out. That's the church I grew up in. They were set in their ways. It just the way it was so when I'm looking at this napkin and the drawing God's given me I'm looking at it like well that looks great God I don't see that happening nowadays and I leave it at that you know all along knowing the verse with God all things are possible okay leave it at that some guys come into the break room right and they're sitting there and they gather around one of my minister buddies I showed him what I doodled and drew and at this point it was just a drawing and I pushed it over and he looked at "Whoa, man this is pretty amazing I don't know, just drew it up. And um, then other guys, and these weren't even Christians. They were coming in, they were looking around like, one of them, I remember it because he was loud about it. He said, well, this is the guy we need to be following. He's got a vision. He's got a direction. This wasn't a Christian. Because they're like, well, when would you like to see this happen? I was like, eh, 10 years. I don't know. Right? We're 11 years later right now. But it taking time. God still had some time. I had some growing process to happen. Drew this picture. God opened a door almost immediately after this for me to return to college and do what he had called me to do years ago that I'd never done. See, God called me to go to a Christian college and be a preacher. I never actually went. I was preaching. I was still doing it. And I was just, I guess, waiting on the door to open for me, right? Let's just wait and something will happen, right? Matter of fact, me and him in 2002, we attempted to go to Liberty University. For those of you familiar with Liberty University, D.C. Talks College. I was like, "Ah, that's cool. They went there. Let's go check it out. So we went. lasted about two weeks. We came back. (laughs) We missed our now wives, girlfriends at the time. And we came back. But all the while, while this is happening, 10 years later, He gives me a vision because I had taken a sabbatical from the church I was at. He gives me the vision on paper. He opens the door of opportunity for me to return and get my degree. I got a bachelor's in organizational leadership. Similar to church leadership, only it's not based just on church. It's based on how do you run a company. And so they're like, well, we don't have any leadership church leadership classes open, right, but we can get you in this one. It's organizational leadership. You know, same thing. Just, it's not just church. It's everything else. So I got my bachelor's. Uh, 2014, May, I graduated with my bachelor's in organizational leadership, learning how to run a church. At this time, learning how to run businesses, at this time, God is opening these doors, and it's happening so fast it all happens, right? And I wanted to know, What do I need to know to launch this? After I finished that degree, the pastor I had down there, Pastor Eddie Couples was like, what are you going to do now? I think I'm going to go on and get my Master's in Christian Studies because I want to know how to study the Bible. Now I know how to run an organization. I want to know how to study the Bible. Everything I did in college, whether people want to believe it or not, was ideally placed for me to be a pastor. I ran from that call for years till I got the vision, doors started opening, went back, graduated in 2016 with a Master of Christian Studies from Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. Then God called me back. I thought I was headed to Nashville, right? I was going to go down there, launch this, what seemed a huge vision. I'm like, how is that going to happen in an area as small as Jackson, God? Because it was big. Ed's got it now, and I got the drawing. I mean, I printed it up. You can take a look at it. But I saw a church, an auditorium, that seated 2,000 people with at least 10,000 members. So we have to have more than one service, obviously, to make that happen. But I'm looking at this facility it's got everything it's got a movie theater why did you do that well because I believe we should be watching godly entertainment I think we should have an option we shouldn't let the secular theaters tell us what we can and can't watch so I said well we'll put this in there fitness form not yet my thing but eventually maybe it will be I don't know a pool a gym Crazy stuff, right? Recording studio, Christian bookstore, youth area, main sanctuary. If you look at the drawing, it is in the shape of a cross. And right in the middle of the cross is the sanctuary. It's a circle. Because the heart of everything that goes on in that facility is the church. And the church, the cross is the bigger picture because Jesus is leading the church But it was a place where people could hang out, be themselves, be who you are, fellowship together, talk, meet. The idea was unity. The idea was to unify a body of believers even outside of the church setting. Because we shouldn't just be fellowshipping on Sunday mornings. Mm -mm. We're social beings. God made us. We need each other. Well, from there, it expanded. We came up with the mission statement I had in my first class at Union, probably April of 2012. And I wrote it down. It took me a little while, but I finally memorized it. Our mission is to effectively lead a generation of believers to a closer relationship with God through discipleship training, athletics, entertainment, business, family, and in all walks of life. This will be accomplished by giving people the opportunity to freely worship God and effectively sharing Jesus Christ with others. Sum it all up in five words, our vision statement, reaching others where they're at. That's our purpose. It's our sole reason for existing. People need to know there is a God. He does love you. There's one way to heaven, but you can be a part of it but we don't try to throw the Bible in their face when we first meet a person. Some have tried that and failed miserably. You got to get to know them first. How can God help me in the situation I'm in right now? Now it has happened the other way. They get saved and then it happens. But when we're going to them, it doesn't happen here. It happens out there. I like the one old church had a sign above their exit door that said, you're now entering the mission field. We're all missionaries, wherever you're from, where God's called you to be. We're going to talk about the journey God gave me as a part of this vision. It's in four parts. Begin, build, bond, and become. We're going to talk about them over the next four weeks tonight i just kind of wanted to not take this long but i did but uh just give a background because the last time i did this series which was the very first series i ever preached at the church i tried to do it all at once so i'm like well you know what we're gonna break it up god's moving here tonight he's been moving the theme has been walk in your call what better night to give you testimony I'm no different than you. I'm just a guy that said yes to God when he called. It's like Brett was talking about earlier. We've all got different gifts. Doesn't mean you're supposed to be a pastor. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not called to preach. Maybe you're the person that's in the background making things operate. Maybe you're the person that takes out the trash, cleans the toilets. Maybe you're the person that's at the door greeting people when they come in the door. Maybe that's you. There's all kinds of opportunities and we're going to lay them all out as we go through the series. Tonight, I took longer than I wanted, but know this, and we'll talk a little more about it next week. Everything that Next Level Freedom Church is about has a purpose, including that logo. We'll talk about that next week. There's a purpose behind our logo. I wanted everything... So i like, God, if we're going to do that, we're going to do it right. 2017, we designed that logo. I did have a lady in Texas, a friend of my wife's younger sister. Uh, she met in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oral Roberts University. And she helped me design that. It <laughs> She'd give me the options, and then I'm looking at it, and like, it didn't happen until our two-hour confrontation, which I talked to her on the phone, and we put it all together. And then we took back. If you take a step back and you look at it, once I tell you what it means, You're going to never look at that the same, I hope. And then the name, Next Level Freedom Church, we want you to find your next level of freedom, which is spiritual freedom. The only way you're going anywhere with God is if you get on his team. (laughs) What does that mean? You got to surrender yourself. We sung here a couple weeks ago, I give myself away. That's how it happens. You got to step out of you, and enter into God. I did not like speaking in front of people. I ran from it for years. Told him I won't preach. Then I preached. Told him I wouldn't be a pastor. Then I became a pastor. And he kept telling me. It was almost like God's like, you're not going to tell me what you are and aren't doing. I got a plan. And isn't it funny? Ed talked about how he gets slapped sometimes to wake him up. Funny how God works like that. What I want to do tonight, and I know I've already taken longer. Let me look at the time. I want to be, oh, look at that. I want to take some time for prayer tonight with those of you that are here. So I'm going to go ahead and dismiss those of you online. I'm not going to go through the whole thing tonight, but you need to go to the nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. Go to the menu button click on the link that says the road to new life to receive Christ as your Savior. We're going to talk about it next week. That's where the journey begins. We're going to talk about it. God bless you. I'll see you next week.